0: Today on the show, I'm happy to have Igor Folly. He's the founder of Arshol. They're unlocking AI driven flight for limitless aerial operations. So what are you doing in the flight simulation space today?
1: I wouldn't say it's like simulations. I would say it's a bit unnested market. It was a bit undeveloped. Originally the idea was actually that we met a nice guy who is super curious about drones, robotics. He invests heavily in hardware tech and the idea was actually as a project so he was investing in my previous company i was working at techly and he actually said okay if you do it let's work it out something because i have a need let's just discuss it so i spent two months basically developing the roadmap all the ideas all the prototypes show him some small demo i didn't know the need it was i was working as a typical software guy so i didn't know about this like problem solution fit. And once I did something for him, he said, actually, there is like a huge gap there. Let's discover it together. I will support you there. But the first idea came from the topic of drones are not autonomous. Basically, they're hard to fly and easy to crash. And despite a lot of promises we see from multiple companies, mainly DJI, of course, it's not there yet. The level of autonomy is not there. So we can actually fully trust technologies. Even some companies have a huge, amazing product. It's not there yet. So yeah, that's how we came up with the problem of building autonomy as a software and our main product, I would say, AI-driven solutions to make drones fly itself without the human supervision. And the way we call it, just click and let the drone conduct the inspection, the first focus on inspection, but let the conduct the operation itself. So is this a
0: heavy need in the defense sector or is there other areas that are important?
1: I like that you start with defense because mainly people, when you hear about like drones and AI, okay, so you're working in defense. Not yet, not yet. Even though I see there's a huge like market and huge need and probably a lot of uh, gaps moment we can fill. I don't think it's going to be easy to get into as a startup. <clears throat> but the main need right now, the way we discovered after customer interviews and conversations, that mainly people want to inspect or make some digital twins, making some monitoring use cases inside. And so the first use case, we're going to be autonomous drone for indoor operations, inspections of visual analytics, everything that you can basically have the information inside the facility, inside some tight confined spaces. And there's going to be our product for you. And the main need there, not just drone itself, but the drone that can actually fly in a really tight, really complicated spaces where there's no need, there's no light, there's no GPS, and it's pretty confined and complicated spaces in terms of obstacles and some kind of restrictions. So usually people use just remote control operations. We're using just AI as a way to control a drone.
0: So AI to control the drones. <clears throat> so defense will like this, but we're not there yet. And <laughs> So, I mean, this can be anything from, I mean in, in manufacturing like drones or robots use there to i just had somebody on who created a coconut picking drone so it'd be cool to apply <laughs> this
1: <laughs> sure that. sure uh, yeah our approach is to make a software so basically other companies like drone partners drone companies who build software drone services who use those hardware basically they can install our software as a sas a api sdk no matter how just easier and convenient way to apply it for your custom drone or enterprise drone and use it on top. So we are not striving to revolutionize the hardware since it's like already been developed in a pretty good and convenient manner. We're just trying to make it more scalable, to develop something that people could be easily actually use in their own projects.
0: Very cool. <clears throat> so where would you like to see this? Let's say three, five years from now, what, what level do you want this technology to perform at?
1: I'm not going to fix it with drones. I would say I'm curious about the problem solving in general. Just my background is robotics and AI. And I was lucky enough to find a guy who is actually willing to give me a chance as a first-time founder. Because, yeah, I just started 24 uh, before I didn't have a prior major experience. But I was that kind of guy who actually have a problem. And you don't know how to solve it, but you find a solution along the way. So it all goes to like my future ideas. I want to build like a huge company with multiple research and development and applications in biotech, robotics, of course, defense as a potential way. I'm not sure about yet since I did not discover that market, even though I really wanted to. But public safety for sure, security cases, energy. I would say in general, AI and robotics as a tool to solve problems, to make uh, life Easier and better to provide more value rather than harm, and actually to prove that robotics can be as such sci fi things we see in the movies, but you can actually have it in your own, I know, facility, place, home, from pizza deliveries to automation of the huge, know, huge energy plants, monitoring, inspection services.
0: So, what stage in the money raising process are you in right now?
1: Originally, we raised 100K as an angel round. So basically, the person we discussed before, he gave it 100K. Recently, we graduated from the Techstars Berlin. By the way, it was an amazing European program. I would say the best one acceleration for the European startups. Not an advertisement, but just to mention, the guys are really cool in there. And yeah, they also gave us uh, 120K. They gave it like a start pack for every company. Right now, we have, I would say, potentially customers, early adopters with some pre-agreements. And I'm mainly focused on building the MVP. And actually, if you don't mind, I can actually show you that I built a custom drone recently. So, yeah, I'm developing this guy to actually, I'm looking forward to to show this guy to come to the company, to show them, actually, yeah, here we go. You can actually have a drone. Here's the interface. You can click and fly and drone will fly itself. That's the idea of MVP. And once I have already commitments from the companies who will say, yeah, we're willing to commit, have agreements on a long-term basis, after that we'll start raising, we don't need cash right now, we're in pretty good position. But uh, I would say, yeah, we're aiming to raise in Q4, Q- by the end of Q3, Q4, so October, November, maybe January.
0: How far are you into developing the AI components or the language model behind this?
1: There's no need so far in AI in the early stages. We have some, let's say, mathematical algorithms because we have like visual sites. So basically drone can see and understand the surroundings and you can do it by standard algorithms that have been developed like 60, 50 years ago, but smart mathematicians. We have some kind of minor amends in terms of some additions as a small tight spaces where you can actually, instead of writing huge logic, you can actually collect some data and use it. So, just as a prototype, it can fly itself in a pretty much trivial areas, but the idea of implementing AI is just after the first, I would say, five, five, six use cases. We'll have already some kind of established use cases. We can test there, we can fly there, we have data. After that, we can actually already apply some AI skills. We have, I would say, a roadmap in terms of R&D. We have some minor uh, developments, but we are not applying it yet. But yeah, so far we have, we have enough to show that we can, we can prove what we, what we claim to do.
0: How long do you think it'll take to have <clears> a product <throat> on the market that's ready for the consumer?
1: I would say it's a bit tricky since it's a kind of deep tech. So you cannot just build MVP as a big guys say, okay, if it's more than a month, it's not MVP. No, it's actually a bit different than the hard tech. I would say definitely a year to show something that's going to be flying itself. Of course, I would say it also depends on the requirements. So maybe some people say, like, we have a huge facilities, so we need to scan it, it would be easier, way more easier. But some people say we need some kind of super tight areas, super confined spaces somewhere underneath the ground, without GPS, without any light conditioning. How can you do it? It would be a bit more challenging, nothing impossible, just need more time. So one year slash one point one, one, one and a half year would be definitely enough. And after that, we'll just... Trying to scale up from there.
0: So if somebody in our audience wanted to learn more, learn how to invest anything along those lines, how could they get in touch?
1: LinkedIn, LinkedIn, I would say the best tool right now is LinkedIn. We also have a link in our website that goes to basically subscription and contacting the team. So feel free to text us, share the feedback, share some ideas, and maybe, early stage, early, early stage customers as well, because since we have a technology, we're willing to already start tests started from September. So looking forward to see some guys who will enjoy the product as the first users.
0: Thank you, Igor, for coming on the show. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.